0: The democratic republic of sports, the sportsocracy, with ESPN. Asheville hosts Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green. Welcome into the sportsocracy. I'm Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green is here, and it's it, it's a joyous occasion. If you had Tank, Tank Spencer is insufferable as fuck. <laughs> Got that one right. Yes, you did. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl. Hosting the Super Bowl. When God, I'm so glad that we don't ever have to have that. No
1: team has ever hosted the Super
0: Bowl. <laughs> God, 30 years of my life. Thank Jesus I don't ever have to hear that again. <laughs> Just thinking back to March when this all happened and Tom Brady got signed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and I said, damn it, we're going to host the Super Bowl. Everybody looked at me and said, you're out of your mind. Uh, we were just having the conversation a couple of, of to... weeks ago. Jeremy, I, I, I seem to remember you saying, is there a legitimate path to where you guys get to the Super Bowl? Yes, there is. And here it is. It has arrived. That Tampa Bay defense has shown up in the last few weeks. I'm going to start the conversation there because I think they deserve the bulk, of the, the bulk of, the, uh, of the praise for making this happen because it wasn't Tom Brady. Now I'm not saying Tom Brady didn't have any part in it. Oh, I'm not. It it was Bruce Arians said it in the damn postgame when they handed him the trophy, and he said, "One man did this. One man gave us the uh, the the faith that we could go to a Super Bowl." And I think he's right. I, I mean, you add a championship caliber player, it changes the it changes the camaraderie of the team. And
1: now you've seen it. I have never been so happy about a prearranged vacation in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's oh, going to be taking God. two days
0: off. Who the hell taught you how to make graphics? Me? No! What? No! No! What's wrong with it? That's beautiful. Who taught you how to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know do who that. that person is, but I don't <laughs> like it. I didn't do that. That was not me. It sure as fuck wasn't me. <laughs> Good for you, Brian. Good job. Good job. Fire those cannons. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl. Yes, I am going to be insufferable for the next two weeks because you don't get to this stage very often. I mean, Jeremy, you know, right? No, I don't
1: know. Actually, no, I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about right now because we've been to the to the championship game four times in my lifetime. Guess what? Austin all.
0: Yep, fuck you, Bill. Fuck you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Uh, 31 to 26. I almost nailed the final score too. Uh, <laughs> I, I I predicted yesterday 31 28 would be the final score, Bucks winning, and that was all just. I mean, that was just wishful thinking. So let I mean, be uh, let's be honest. <laughs> I went into that game thinking there is. Very slim chance that we come out of this with the NFC Championship. If you had told me Brady was going to get picked off
1: three times and you were still going to win, I would have said you were plastered. (laughs) You were doing drugs that you got from like Nick Nolte's secret stash. Uh
0: (laughs) And yet, you did. And now we get to go on to the Super Bowl at home and face the defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations to Pat Mahomes and company. It's... I, I I mean, I'm just, I cannot wait to see how this unfolds. And I don't care, you know, again, I don't care if we win or lose. I mean, obviously I'm going to be bummed. That's not true. but That's a lie. That's what a <laughs> lie sounds like. it's not a lie. If
1: you've never had somebody look directly in the camera and lie to you, uh, you have now. Because he cares a hundred percent. Well, of course. You've gotten this far. You're not okay with this being the end. I <laughs> promise you. <laughs>
0: It's not like I'm going to cry if we lose. That's, that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm, uh,
1: I'll take that bet. I'll <laughs> take that bet. For all the money uh, that is possibly attainable in the United I just
0: All I want is if we're going to lose, just just have the fir- first quarter of the game of the last time these two faced against each other. Tyreek Hill has another 200 yards in the first quarter of the game. I'm, I'm going to be like, okay, uh, this was fun. This was a good ride. All Thanks, right, guys. now ready for the weekend. All yeah, <laughs> right, <ride. laughs> halftime show. Let's, let's do this. Right, exactly. Um. I would always rather lose it a blowout than have it come down to the end of the game and have my heart broken. So I mean there's or a lot of have my or have my coach bail out on me. There there's a lot to unpack from both of these games. Of
1: course yes. there is and we're going to unpack it all. I I mean we have to start with the end for the Packers, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like first of all the fact Aaron Rodgers they said what's your uh, what's your outlook for next year? I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, I know. You will be the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. That's where that's yeah. going. So, before we – I mean, I know we got a lot of quarterbacks that are talking about moving. Aaron Rodgers ain't going to be one of them. we got one more year. Uh, he's got it, one more year. Yeah, because it would cost a bajillion dollars, and they're not yep. going to do that. Yep. So, uh, I will do what Aaron Rodgers was unwilling to do. You will be the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers next year. When, for, for, by hook or by crook, that's what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. So, Jordan Love, he's still got
0: a little time. You just sit over there all nestled warm in your big old parka like you were yesterday. I don't know. I, I, I mean, it, the relationship is fractured now, I believe. if it wa- I mean, it wasn't like the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur was it's good. It's never been with. good. Right. But now, I can't trust you at all. Because I'm, I'm telling you, I, I thought the field goal call was the stupidest thing on the planet. And
1: And here, and here would be my argument to that. I understand why you did it. I'm not saying I would have. I get why you did it. You're at the 11-yard line. The chances of you scoring, I mean, the analytics, I think, had it at 9.5%. Yep. That's really bad. And you just haven't been able to do anything, and the hope would be that you could force a turnover because you did have three timeouts in the two-minute warning. Mm -hmm. I understand why you did it. I'm not saying I would have. Not saying that. Just, I get it. I think he's getting some. I think Matt Lafleur is getting some unnecessary criticism for the field goal call.
0: I don't. I think all the criticism is laid firmly at his doorstep, and there should be more Uh, because
1: I can't agree with that.
0: Well, you don't. Okay, here's the. It would be one
1: thing if you were on the other side of the two minute warning and you had three timeouts. I I I get that. Or if you didn't have whatever, you have the world is your oyster. You have the two minute warning and you have three timeouts. The thought would be, surely to God, our defense can step up because they haven't run well the whole game. Right. And you know they're going to try.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So the hope would be you could stop them twice. you got a minute 55, and now it's Brady third and eight, and you need one stop. What? And the hope is the ball hits the ground, and then you can come mm-hmm. down and score ten. Because here's the thing. They didn't want to go to overtime. That's, That's what none of <laughs> you were going to talk about. They had no desire to go to overtime whatsoever. Tying this game just delays the inevitable. And okay. that's what nobody is. Good. You will not hear I another soul say that today. I I get it. But. This was
0: winning winning regulation or losing overtime, that, yeah. that, and I firmly believe that. Well, to or, or losing regulation. I mean, let's not forget if they had scored scored and got, and tied the game, you just gave Tom Brady two minutes to work with. You, <laughs> you yeah, well, I mean, that, you, there's another right. there's a
1: fatal flaw in that too. I've seen me do it. I was watching this game with the Asheville Chief of Police, who is from Buffalo. You know what he said? As soon as the minute Brady got picked off, I've read this. I've read this yep. book. I have seen this movie. I have read this book, and I know how it ends. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It ended exactly how I thought it
0: would. Yep. I thought going, not going for the tie there with the, with the touchdown and the extra point. I mean, regardless, you're going to have to hope to get the ball back again. You ha- I mean, regardless. I get wanting to take the points in, a, in some scenarios, but in that scenario, absolutely not. Because how many of us, when you saw that field goal happen and went, yeah, they're getting the ball back, no one. And here's you the You uh, knew right, if so you gave Tom Brady the opportunity to close out this game, he uh, was probably gonna do it. All right, and here's what
1: Matt Lafleur's not allowed to say because you can't just say I'm a weenie little bitch in a press conference. You're not allowed to. <laughs> okay. The media will kill you. All right. Here are the three alternatives that could have happened if they go for if they go for the touchdown. Uh-huh. One, mm-hmm. you score mm-hmm. and you and you convert to two point conversion. Yep. Sweet. Now you've given Tom Brady the ball with 220 to go, and all he needs is a field goal to beat you. Mm-hmm. That was A. B, you score and fail at the two-point conversion, and now you're in the same situation you were in before. Mm -hmm. Nothing changed. But now you only need a short field and a field goal. Uh Uh-huh. Don't disagree with you. Right. Uh, The same problem. You have the same problem in that idea that you had giving him the ball after the field goal. Yep. The other one is that you fail entirely and never see the ball again. And then you would have needed the ball back just to tie them. And I'm telling you right now, Matt LaFleur did not want to come out and say this. Because he can't. He wanted to say, we had to pray Brady fucked up. Mm -hmm. Or Fournette, or Ronald Jones, or somebody put the ball on the ground, Mm -hmm. and then we could have scored a touchdown to win the game. That was the only solution we were winning here. If this went to overtime, I'm telling you right now, this was Buccaneers win. Whether it was a Rodgers pick, or they get the ball and go down and score, whatever the case may be, they had all the momentum in the world. Mm -hmm. You have seen the worst of Tom Brady. The worst. And you have no shot of seeing worse than that. Yep. And then, of course, Now, he... n- and I will say, there are a lot of things to judge Matt LaFleur for. A lot. Mm-hmm. I thought the game plan was interesting, I'll <laughs> put it that way. Uh, Devontae Adams was so pissed off through the vast majority of this game that I thought he would have been better on the sideline. Uh, it, 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 yell at me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. He was completely removed from that game. Oh, I'm open to the back of the end zone. You're also out of bounds, dumbass. Uh, I mean, you can't. There's not a whole lot you can do standing on the end line.
2: Yeah.
1: So. It, it, to me, it was this is two years in a row that Matt Lafleur has gotten to the NFC Championship game and has been thoroughly outcoached, mm-hmm. once by No Risk It No biscuit, and the other one by Kyle Shanahan,
0: and that is a problem. Yeah. Uh, yes. The 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 Scotty Miller touchdown before halftime. Oh was my God. Awesome. And Kevin King, <laughs> Kevin King, man, he comes over from the Tennessee Titans. And that motherfucker, he blew up in the most prime moment. Oh my God. Well, here's my, qu- well but here's my
1: question. How, for the love of Jesus, do you allow that? Okay. How do you have any? I don't care if it's the water boy. Yeah. From the 40-yard line, you shouldn't have one guy out there on an island. Yeah, unbelievable. Ever. Mm-hmm. That is the most unacceptable shit I've ever seen. Yep. Mike Pettin, looking at you. He was our defensive coordinator, and I'll be honest with you, that looked really familiar.
0: Right. I had a weird touch of deja vu when I saw that. Scotty Miller with the, uh, what was that? Was that a wheel route? He yeah, ran? Uh, was that <laughs> uh, that was basically a nine route like <laughs> just-
1: uh, barn I'm going to the barn and you cannot keep up with me Well he
0: started he started going toward the middle of the field and then he cut to the outside because he just saw Kevin King collapse Yeah he and he it. went this is fun and Tom Brady's eyes lit up and he went bam He's like holy crap right to me there
1: should be more the, the onus is more on Matt LaFleur on that decision than it is the field goal yeah. Because I can at least understand your theory there. Mm-hmm. I do not, for the love of God, understand how you put one guy on an island with six seconds to go. I do not get that. Yeah, that is stupid. Over oh, defending the inlines. Uh, okay, let them kick a damn field goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. I so. mean, what the damn do? It's Green Bay. That ball is a brick. I, let, what's your kick? Suck up. Let Ryan yeah. suck up Attempt to kick this field goal. More power to you. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I will have four safeties at the at the at, at the goal line. Yeah. No shot in hell. I leave Kevin King, who, by the way, had already been getting blistered. Yep. Like he laid out in the sun, covered in Crisco. <laughs> I, I mean, this was. It, 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 I, I hate Tom Brady so much. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him with everything that I am. He did, he did I don't care the logo on his helmet. It's still the same GQ ug boot wearing shit brick that's wearing that helmet, and I still hate him.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> got it
0: that time. Oh God, I was just I was in hog heaven just oh, okay. all day, just thinking. Because once you get a lead, you're like, okay, now you got to maintain the lead, and it was going back and forth, and then they hit that big play right before halftime, and I was just overjoyed because I'm sitting here thinking. Please don't punt this ball. Just go for it. At the field position you're in, what, the, what's the worst thing you're going to do? Give them the ball back? Turn it over on downs at your own 45-yard line? Okay. They got one shot to heave it down the field. I, I feel okay about this. Uh-huh. And then they came out, and took that shot, and I went, oh, buddy. Shit just got real. And it was really at that moment where I thought, yeah, this is
1: over. Oh, you should have thought this is over because then Tommy Touchdowns came out and went, hey, watch how many picks I can throw. The last one was the worst pass uh I've ever seen him throw. Mm -hmm. Ever. Ever. Oh, by the way, I have to talk about this. It's it's physically illegal for me to not say this. The pass interference that got called for you, you do realize that ball was tipped out of his hand, right? You get that. You could call that holding or you could call it nothing. Mm -hmm. You couldn't call it pass interference, and nobody said it. I sat there waiting. You have an official on your staff, and nobody has said it. Mm -hmm. And before you say, oh, it didn't get tipped, I watched it. Find the replay from the side. I saw it happen. No Mm P.I. And you hadn't called it the whole
0: game long, so...
1: I mean, literally, I, the same thing in reverse happened on the right. other side not ten minutes before There that.
0: was a whole lot of that let him play yesterday, which I'm a huge fan I, of. And
1: I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. But in, with two minutes ago, we had done so well. We had made it all the way until there was one game left before the Super Bowl. And we hadn't talked about an official yet. Mm-hmm. And then, hold my beer. Yes. We're going to talk about this for a long time. And <laughs> I understand he pulled the jersey. I get it. Right. Tyler Johnson flopped out like somebody shot him. Yeah, uh, that was horseshit. I, frankly, I would have held the flag just for that pathetic acting job. <laughs> you are not getting a flag from me when you go full George Clooney at the fucking forty-yard line. Yeah,
0: yeah. There was the the, the Buck secondary was very handsy all day long. Uh, uh, they both were. Yeah, I, I know they were. Unfortunately, but I'm just gonna say, uh, I, I it's not past me. I'm not. I'm not trying to cover up that fact uh but i did think that that was the most um uh, egregious of the penalties there, there, there were many there, there
1: were many that i looked at and went oh okay the officials were just, we're just not college today i mean
0: some of the ones like on the on the green bay receivers i mean you know tampa bay guys were they were good about their hand placement and getting in close and you know pulling them here where you can't really see and maybe the you know and the refs didn't have the angle that we have on the television to be able to see it. But once a guy stretches your shirt, your undershirt out three feet, you can't really not call that. I can't. I cannot call it. Because I haven't called it all game long. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm going to say this again because nobody seems to be listening to me. The ball was tipped, which means it
1: can't be pass interference.
0: <laughs> oh, we heard you, and I, I don't know that to be true. I mean, I'm not saying you're lying. I mean, I didn't true. notice that. I mean, I'll show it to you. It's, 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 well, I it's, mean, I'll show it. Okay. It, 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 you see this little box? I mean, I believe me? you. I'm not saying that. I didn't see it that way, so I can't. I guess, oh, yeah, you were
1: right. Uh, Luke Marshall Haynes has a great point. The block in the back on the, on the Gronk screen. I screamed that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tristan Worst literally double arm shoved him in the back, right in front of the ball carrier. Yeah. There should be four officials looking at that. Nothing. You let that go. But, oh, we put on his jersey. And the ball, by the way, was 10 yards behind him. Just,
0: oh, yeah. He could have can, can
1: we talk ball. about the fact that if he was stretched Armstrong, he still couldn't have caught that damn ball? It just, anyway, anyway, I've gotten that out. I feel better. <laughs> I, I, have, I have defecated in his cornflakes, and I feel good about that, and now we can move on. And
0: none of it matters. And he ate him. Just nom, 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 <laughs> Oh, nom. absolutely. Yeah, doesn't care. None of it matters because uh, everything – I do have to state this for the record. Uh, Ron
1: George, our our former producer, who is also a big Fire Those Cannons uh, Mm. fan, I have to give him credit for quite possibly the greatest shade I have ever seen in my life. We were at a bar last night. No Buccaneers fans. Not one as far as the eye can see. All of the sadness, there's a room full of Packers fans. And in comes Ron in a jersey? and a hat and he's wearing a Tampa Bay Buccaneers flag like he's fucking superman.
0: Yes, that's my guy. It's one of
1: the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Go. And I know at least two of the people wearing Packers jerseys were armed. I have to give the man credit. I got to give you credit, buddy. That is that is one of the better things I've ever seen in my life. I had had a few beers so I was going to be of no assistance in helping you. But uh, good, good on you. I, I enjoyed that thoroughly. I wish I had it on video. <laughs> next time, next time, forewarn me. I'll record it and we'll show it on the show because there were some looks that I'd like to have had on
0: camera. I had a boy, Ronnie. I love it. Fire go. them cannons! My golly, put yeah. more powder in those
1: things. <laughs> Yes. Oh God, I'm so glad I got two more days of this shit. But
0: listen, I'm on vacation as of Wednesday at five oh one. I do feel like I need we need to uh, we need to talk about the Tampa Bay defense a little bit because I, when when the I didn't even know about the Antoine Winfield thing until I didn't, It was almost time to go out. I had on the field. seen him on
1: the injury list, but I I did not. Uh, oh yeah, Ron did point out he came in just a gloat. He yeah. didn't even consume anything. Mm-hmm. He just ran in like Superman. Whee!
0: and flew away. It was fantastic. <laughs> well, when you have armed Packers fans in a building, you got to get out there quick. I don't know that he, he knew knows that. that.
1: <laughs> I don't know that he knew that. Uh, I knew
0: that. If they're the same Packers fans that I'm thinking about, he knows. Yeah. He knows. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Ron's a very smart guy. He's been around a little bit. He knew. Uh, here, yeah, you're talking about your defense.
1: Uh, there's one guy that you need to give uh, a whole lot of money to. Uh, Jordan Whitehead. Nope, that's not the one I'm talking about. Which one? He's fine. Shaq Barrett, Shaq Barrett is the one I'm talking about. Because he ate uh, Mr. Wagner's lunchbox uh, and, and even crumpled up the note from his mommy and threw it back in there. <laughs> yep. He might have wiped his forehead with it and just gone,
0: you can have that. Yep. I don't need that. Yep. As he's
1: eating the Twinkie that, that had a little kissy face on it.
0: <laughs> Five sacks in the game, ten knockdowns for that defense, and I'm I, Okay. I mean I'd love to pay Shaq Barrett. I don't think I don't it's know gonna where happen. you're going to find the money to do. I don't it, think it's going to happen. I mean it, the, the, the the argument comes down to do we pay Shaq or do we pay Chris Godwin? And I feel like Chris Godwin's going to win that battle. I don't. Even despite the fact that he had he has had some major drops in yeah, the last I, few Yeah, I don't think
1: he's going to win that.
0: Really? I think Chris Godwin's
1: going to get a big big deal. Yeah. From a team that maybe I'm wearing their logo. <laughs> maybe <laughs> their helmet sitting in front of me and behind you me. You
0: can have Galladay. I want we're we're sticking with Chris Godwin. We might wind up with both. Oh, oh that'd be man. that'd be pretty special. It'd make me feel real Oh I'm both. sure it would. I'm sure it would, be, would make you feel fantastic. But I don't And
1: James Gratter, and Gratter. And Gratter. Ah!
0: You to, gotta give me something today. I don't have a lot to cheer <laughs> about. Um, But, I mean, that defense is making play after play without Antoine Winfield. And then, um, oh, what's the other guy's name? He got hurt. Went out of the game. The other safety, Whitehead. (coughs) Jordan Whitehead. Yeah. Yeah. Whitehead goes out. I mean, he made some big plays. And then he goes out. And then what are you left with? Yeah. A horrible damn secondary who still found ways to make plays at the end of the game. Devin White is a fucking beast. He is he is very good at football. God Almighty! I feel
1: like my evaluation of him when he was draft eligible was pretty spot on. Uh, he's very good
0: at football. Yes. That's actually what the first line of my eval on Devin White is. <laughs> nice. He is
1: very good at football. Yeah,
0: sideline to sideline, jumping in front of passes. I mean, it, the kid can do everything. And yeah, I you know I texted Jeremy before the game even got going that. The Antoine Winfield thing might just sink us, and it didn't. The defense stood up anyway, and they've got. I mean, I will say for all of the pitfalls of a Todd Bowles defense of allowing so much underneath, they have limited big plays for the most part this season, except for when they face Tyreek Hill, uh, which they got to do it again. I was <laughs> coming about to up say. in two weeks, <laughs> but um, I mean, just the way they're playing—just hats on balls—and man. They are ferocious, and they deserve all of the credit uh, or a good majority of the credit for getting this team this far because the Tom Brady interceptions have been a thing. Yeah. Every game he throws – you know, I was talking about Patrick Holt during the game. Every game he has three or four throws that you go, what the fuck was that? Seriously. And it gets picked off, and the defense is the reason that it hasn't hurt us. You know, these could be fatal flaws for any other team. And somehow the defense is coming back. And, you know, after the 38-10 to 10 ball game against uh, Green Bay earlier in the season, I came in gloating and I said, you know what, that looks like a championship defense. And they have shown nothing but that in the last four weeks. Well, hell, the last eight weeks <laughs> of the season, they've been playing awesome. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, uh, again, not to poo-poo
1: in your cornflakes, Uh-huh. Uh that offense that they have to play two weeks from oh yesterday, mm-hmm. sweet Jehovah. <laughs> I don't – you know, I said I don't know how a team's going to stop Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh I figured it out. Kansas City put five in the box routinely and dared them to run.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I know you can't do it. So, do try. So, we'll just drop six. No big deal. Josh Allen's not going to beat us over the top. He tried to force it into Stephon Diggs routinely. Mm-hmm. Uh – and Kansas City is just really effing good. Like there's not a, there's not another way to say that. They are insanely good. And I i'm not gonna doubt Tampa Bay again. I've I, I have lost a considerable amount this year doing that, so I'm not <laughs>
0: going to continue.
1: Right. But good gracious that Kansas City team is good.
0: It yeah. is. It is phenomenal. Um and you know me, I'm a storyline guy. And here we go. It's Goat Bowl 3. You had to deal with two rounds ago, Drew Brees and Tom Brady. You got Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and now I've already seen it. It's all, The talk's already out there. Is this the passing of the torch? Patrick Mahomes against Tom Brady.
1: It very well could be. It could be. I mean, because I'm telling you right now, I, and I told him this, I've told several other people this. Uh, I remember when the Brady thing started in New England, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of people that were like, oh, this is fun, they hadn't been here, blah, 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 blah. And then time passed and I'm going, yeah, I can't root for this because you're not going anywhere. Yeah. And that's how I feel about Kansas City. I'm looking at this Kansas City team going, as it's currently constructed, this is either the last ride or you might have one more Mm -hmm. because everybody's going to get very expensive very soon. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that it matters. I don't, I don't, I don't know that it matters. Nicole Hardman, uh, do you realize what how the game plan changed as soon as he fumbled that punt, right?
2: Yeah.
1: The whole game plan changed. And it went, now we have to get his confidence back up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it worked. Yeah. Time and time and time again. And that's Andy Reid is playing chess. Everybody else playing checkers. I mean, the way that this man can sculpt an offense and draw things up, because what I said was Tredavious White would be on Tyreek Hill – and would stop that drag that, that long drag across the middle. Mm. I, I was wrong. They did stop that long drag across the middle with two guys, and they tried to put Travis White on uh, Travis Kelsey. Guess what? <laughs> Didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah. Good idea. I, I look at that defensive game plan in you know, Leslie Frazier. I think he's a fantastic coach. I respect him greatly, but that defensive game plan sucked, mm. and you could not get away from it.
0: Yep. Buffalo scored the first nine points of the game, and both my dad and my uncle. Looked at me and went, well, this isn't going to go well. And I looked at them and I said, give it time. Give it time. Give when it time. he fumbled
1: that punt and Buffalo <laughs> immediately punched it in, I went, so you're saying there's a chance. Right. Then Mahomes got the ball and I went,
0: well, there went that. Yep. Uh, this that is, was fun while it lasted. You knew it was going to happen. Or at least I felt very confident that it was going to happen. That as soon as Kansas City got rolling, yeah. it was going to go badly for the Buffalo Bills. And it did. That offense, I felt like they confused them for the most part. They just had no answer. I mean, watching Tyreek, the, the, the problem is with, the, with this offense is you got Tyreek Hill running all over the place, right. motions and, and all this stuff. And, and you get two, three guys on that defense that go, oh, shit, Tyreek's going to get the ball. Where's Travis Kelsey? He's back here. Like you completely forget he's on the field because Tyreek Hill is so good. And Patrick Mahomes is so good. Um, like I say, I mean, I was super happy last year when Andy Reid and you know and company won the Super Bowl, and it was a great story for Patrick Mahomes. And I feel like I'm going to be, you know, I'll be a little bummed. But again, I as a true fan of the game, I don't give a damn. You're back I'm just here just rooting and you for a gravy. You're right, it, it, because everything's gravy. After we beat the Saints, everything after that's gravy. And now we're uh, gluttons. You'll <laughs> shovel pass Travis Kelsey on the end zone. You can't stop that. Started. That's, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. unstoppable. <laughs> when you like have Travis camp. Kelsey standing there at the line, and Tra- and Patrick Mahomes can just go, here, you take this. <laughs> yeah. oh. He goes, okay, oh. let me fall forward, because there's no one in this game. That oh, everybody
1: stop. on the defense ran with and ran with Pat. Uh, yeah. Look <laughs> at me. There's no one here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that. Chess, not
0: Jaggers. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I'm telling you, why do other people not do this? Because they don't know how. Mm-hmm. Straight up. You can watch the NFL now, and it is uh, 31 teams trying to emulate what Andy Reid does. Mm-hmm. And by the time you're emulating that, he's come up with a new little uh, trick that you're going to – it'll take you six months to figure out. I, I mean, and i got to admit, the, the difference between this, this Kansas City dynasty and the New England dynasty – I don't hate Andy Reid, mm-hmm. and I hated Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. And I don't hate Pat Mahomes, and I hated Tom Brady. And I just look at it and go, I don't know how you're gonna stop this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really yeah, don't. Yeah. They're gonna bring back virtually the exact same staff, uh, and, and and I'm done. I, and by the way, the, the, the hiring thing in the NFL, I'm done. If, if you try to goad me into that conversation one more time, I'm, I'm not having it. I'm not. The Eric the, the Enemy thing, it, 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 what, are you going to wait two more weeks? Yep. Uh, you, you going to wait till the middle of February to hire your coach? Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, I'll, I'll believe you. I'll believe it when I see it. Because mm-hmm. no team has done that in a really, really long time. But you're going to bring back virtually that same staff. Yep. This is such a cohesive team. This team just really seems to like each other. Mm-hmm. Like even more more so than any team I've seen in a long time. Like I feel like these guys probably hang out together. Yep. And. I don't know how you stop it. I really don't. I mean, this is a juggernaut. I mean, think about this. They're doing this with no ability to run the ball whatsoever. Mm -hmm. They could not run a greasy peg up a cat's ass. (laughs) Had they not been playing the Bills, we would be talking about that. Uh, But they were, and that was worse. Mm. So that is the solution to beating the Bills.
0: Make somebody other than Josh Allen run. That's it. And Josh Allen did all – I felt like he did all he could. Did you? Did you feel like he left a bunch of plays on the field? Because I, I really don't. I, I feel like it
1: showed that he hadn't been here before. I yeah. think the stage was a little big for him. He, Stephon Diggs has become his security blanket. He forced a couple in there. I mean, this is a guy that he had one pick. He could have easily had three more. Yeah. And do I think Josh Allen's the reason they lost? No. Uh, there are two very simple reasons they lost, and I, I'm going to hang it on the two of them. Uh, Brian Dable and Leslie Frazier. That is the reason. Brian Dable gave them an offensive game plan that had literally Kansas City called the shot. This is how we're going to defend you. Yeah. And it was like it was news to Brian Dable. Everybody in the world knew it. Hell, Kansas City's players came out and said, we're going to do the same thing we did last time. And the one guy that couldn't figure that out was Brian Dable. Defensively, you, you took your best corner and you made him a liability. Because you put him on a guy that he physically couldn't defend because Travis Kelsey makes him look like a small child. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you want, you want to hang blame? Put it right on the coach and stuff. Yep. I'll go Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier, uh, uh, Brian Table. Mm-hmm. Now, I- is there anything that they could have done to change it? I have no idea. Right. You know, I mean, I mean we're going to put Matt Milano on him. Okay, Matt Milano not that much bigger than Tradavius White is. Yeah. So, size wise, I know he outweighs him by a considerable amount, but mm-hmm. I just I don't think you can one on one stop Travis Kelsey. I think the only way to beat them, and I'll be honest with you, I'm looking at Tampa Bay on this, you're going to have to find somebody that can just bring him down because you're not going to stop him from catching it. Mm -hmm. You're just not. And if that's Devin White or Antoine Winfield, I feel like Winfield is such a size disadvantage that you can't do that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you defend him. You know, they did a... a, 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 a. (laughs) I mean, I, I'm He's trying to find something they in. did well. Right. Because uh, they didn't stop Tyreek Hill, and they didn't stop Travis Kelsey. They stopped one route of, of Tyreek Hill. That's it. Yeah. And so Andy Reid went, oh, oh you're going to do that? Well, look, I'm going to do this.
0: Mm-hmm. Stop this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You didn't see this coming. Stop this. Yep. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth battle, and I think one of the most important storylines of the next two weeks is going to be Eric Fisher. Yeah. Eric oh, Fisher's Achilles injury that may be the hurts. biggest problem that they have moving forward because, I, I mean, you're going to put a backup in there to go up against Shaq Barrett and JPP? Good luck Ugh. with all the emotions yeah. going to be flying in that game and the grave diggers are coming to, they, yeah. they're coming to put you in the ground, baby. <laughs> and that's, I mean, they're, they're out going to be headhunting for Patrick Mahomes because that's the one key. You're not going to be able to keep, keep up with Tyreek Hill. You're not no. going to be able, be able to keep up with Travis Kelsey. But one thing you can do is get after this quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you can rattle Pat Mahomes and make him show that he's human for one of the few times in his career, that's a direct path to winning the Super Bowl in your home stadium. I think that Eric Fisher injury is Massive. I, I do too. For the I mean, this was already understand.
1: a line. Th- this was a line that had been pretty patchwork anyway, mm-hmm. as they've gone through a lot of players this year. Yep. You know, Tardiff, who who opted out before the season, Kolachie Assembly, who got hurt a few weeks ago, and now you're missing Eric Fisher. I mean, I think that's the one path to righteousness. The only thing I'm going to tell you, and and, and I've uh, I've watched Andy Reid do this masterfully over the last four years in Kansas, three years in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. When there's an obvious Achilles heel of this team, and they know you're going to attack it, they come up with a masterful plan to use that against you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And how do you stop teams that blitz a lot?
0: The, the running back?
1: Uh, that's... Screen passes. Screens. Screen passes. yeah. Screen passing, quick out of the hand, RPOs where Pat Mahomes is reading what you do. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, it, it, that is what scares me the most if I'm Tampa Bay is I feel like your Achilles heel has been put on for the world to see. But they know that too. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to come up with a game plan, knowing full well that you're going to send five, six of them constantly. Right. And I do see a path that, that leads to a lot of Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. and Nicole Hardman mm-hmm. and, and, and whoever
0: else. Right. Because, I mean, who are you going to put out there? Who are you going to, you're going to try to, what, like spy Tyreek Hill with Carlton Davis? Good well, luck. good luck with that. Sean Murphy bunting The the one thing I will
1: say is that this this bend don't break of, of Todd Bowles. If they can get into the red zone and have to settle for field goals, you got shot. Mm-hmm. They're gonna move the ball. Oh, hey, yeah. You're not gonna hold this team down. No. Their good is just better than everybody else's good. Mm-hmm. So you know, you gotta go in knowing that. But you cannot let them score touchdowns. Now, you know, trading field goals, we well, can do that all day. And we got Tom friggin' Brady, which is why I, God, I hate him so much. I, which is why I can't doubt you. Right.
0: Uh, two weeks
1: from now in Tampa. I'm, I'm going to spend four, four lovely days on the beach uh, before I pick this game. Because, frankly, I need to decompress from the fact that I'm, I'm dealing with Tom Brady in another effing Super Bowl. Yep. I, do you know how many years he missed the conference championship game in the 2010s? How many times? In 10 years. Do you know how many times he was not in the conference championship Once. game? No. Twice. 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 Nice. 28 or 2019 and 2010. Mm-hmm. That's it.
2: hmm
1: Did just, you see the stat about Steph Curry? Steph Curry, no. Brady has been to 10 Super Bowls yeah. in 21 years. Yeah. Which means he has a 45% uh, success rate of getting to the Super Bowl. Right. Steph Curry is a career 43% shooter, which means there is a better chance of Tom Brady making a Super Bowl than Steph Curry hitting a
0: three-pointer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful stat. That's well, the most that got unbelievable so many thing I've ever heard.
0: The, oh, my God. <laughs> right. Good Lord. Uh, well, the other one was uh, Tom Brady is 43 years old. Uh he has made 10 Super Bowls, which means in his lifetime, he's made it to a more than a quarter of the Super Bowls in since his he was born. And there were 22 <laughs> years where he was not in the NFL. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, the guy's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. 47% chance think, oh, look, he's going to make it to the Super Bowl. I,
1: I think we all know that I am the anti-goat. Like, mm-hmm. I hate the goat talk. It drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. John. There's no doubting yeah. it. I like at this point, if you're on the other side of this argument, I don't know how to help you. And you know who sat at home with his thumb in his ass and just went, "Well, that's not good for me." Bill Belichick. That's the one. That's not good for me. Yep. The fact that he went to a seven and nine team and immediately took them to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That is mind-boggling
0: to me. It just shows you how close this team was.
1: Well, a lot of people but, said that. A lot of people said
0: the Bucs were a quarterback away. I, I mean, we were 7-9 and nine last year and lost a lot of one-possession games. And we had a quarterback that gave up 98 points to opposing teams. That's the big difference. And I said from the start, if you can get Tom Brady in here, you and he's going to be the usual Tom Brady. And some would argue that he wasn't as great as he has been in this season the offense just opened up a little bit more for him and he was able to pad you know pad some stats with the downfield throws that he wasn't getting underneath the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick Yeah but he limits the turnovers and this is going to be a team that you don't want to fuck with And here they are And here we are In one year he yeah. has been he has won as many NFC championships as Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's absolutely baffling. Oh, wow. I saw that this morning too. That was pretty crazy. Uh-huh. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers though. Yeah. Okay. Because he, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of convinced that Aaron Rodgers is smoking pot. Yeah. I, I'm re, I really am. Because he is so cool and calm and collected and has been all year long that I think he's got to be medicated. Because when he talks about, oh, you know, my, my future with the Green Bay Packers is a beautiful mystery and all this kind of shit, and people talking about how, how deep Aaron Rodgers has become, they're not testing this year, are they? They're not testing for, for weed this year. He might be on it. And I'll be honest with you, after some of his coaches' decisions, I'd probably have to be high every day to play for this team as well. And after the game was over, he came out and said, I don't know where this leaves us. My, you know, he said the futures of a lot of guys on this team are uncertain, including my own. And immediately everybody went, "Uh oh! Is Aaron going to retire? Is Aaron yeah. going to demand a trade like uh, Matt Stafford is apparently doing in Detroit?" That's not. That's, a, that's not agreement. demanding a trade, by the yeah. way. That's that. That is a, a mutual
1: agreement that we need to get the most for you. By the way, I am glad you brought that up. Okay. I'm going to say something, and you're going to tell me I'm out of my mind. Okay. Oh, boy. Let's say the Detroit Lions and the, oh, I don't know, Miami Dolphins or New York Jets have a conversation, mm-hmm. and the Jets and Dolphins come back with, we'll give you two or three for seven and Matthew
0: Stafford. Who says no? Who says no? Mm-hmm. Who says no? I, I woke up no. thinking about this this morning. I don't know that anybody says
1: no. I agree with you. I don't think either would want them says no. no. I think if that, let's say the Deshaun Watson thing happens and he winds up on a team that's not in the AFC East, mm-hmm. the fallback plan, I believe, for both of those teams is to call the Detroit Lions and say, we'll slide back four spots for Matt Stafford. Yep. I do. I, I think that is the, sl- if I'm the GM of those teams, I have that in my belt pocket just waiting. Yep. Because Matthew Stafford, oh by the way, is a phenomenal quarterback. Yes, he is. I'm not saying he can win a Super Bowl. I don't know the answer to that. I would love to see what he can be on a, t- a, a, a in a franchise with some stability.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And between Rob Salah and and Brian Flores, I think those two teams now have that stability, and that is a cheap option at quarterback that for, that doesn't force your hand. Because let me think about it from the Jets' point of view. Yeah. All right, you trade down from two, you get to seven, you wind up with Matt Stafford.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now your quarterback position is settled. You can trade Darnold for a back end of the first round one, mm-hmm. and then Joe Douglas can pick his own quarterback. Because mm-hmm. you got a 33-year-old quarterback, so you're going to need one. right? Uh, and, and I don't see Stafford playing until he's 43 like Tom Brady, mm-hmm. or even 41 like Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. This guy's been hurt a lot. But I saw that and immediately went, well, the price on Deshaun Watson just went down. Yep. Because now there's another player. Mm-hmm. The big thing about these quarterbacks has always been there's, there's way more seats than there are people to fill them. And Matt Stafford... If you remember, we talked about
0: this on our ESPN show. I said you watch Matt Stafford won't be in Detroit. Yep, I've heard that for a year. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of rumblings as to where he would end up, and it's a contract that the Lions can get out from underneath without yep. a lot of dead money being attached to it. Yep. Well, yeah. And that it's been. It. To go get Justin Fields. It, that's yeah, it, it would it would allow them to get Justin Fields or Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson or whoever they're... Stop
1: with Justin Fields shit. Justin Fields is not the number two quarterback in this class to any scout with a brain or (laughs) or with an IQ above Sal. I'm telling you, I talk to a lot of these guys. Uh You know how many of them have uh, Justin Fields ahead of uh, Zach Wilson? None of them? Not many. (laughs) You know how many have have him ahead of Trey Lance and Zach uh, Zach Wilson? Uh, Not one that I've talked to yet. Oh, wow. So just let that be known. Okay. But like as I've said numerous times, this is a year that beauty is going to be in the eye of the beholder, mm-hmm. and Trey Lance is going to be really attractive to some teams. He's going to be really unattractive to others. Yep. So that's just something I wanted to put out there. I have made no calls on that. I just woke up and went, you know, mm-hmm. that makes all the sense in the world.
0: And Panther fans, once again, yes, I'm paying attention to your Twitter feeds, and please stop with the Matt Stafford thing. Stop it. It was five years ago. I mean, the Deshaun Watson thing, I gave you some leeway of, okay, you get Deshaun Watson, that's going to be a long-term solution for you. Panther fans, you don't need another stopgap quarterback. You have one of those. We signed one of those last offseason. Teddy Bridgewater, he is the bridge to the next administration, whoever it's going to be. You don't need Matt Stafford, too. Well, here's the thing, and and I
1: know we've gotten off on a little bit of a tangent here, Mm -hmm. but... The thing about Matthew Stafford is that he is the perfect age for a team that thinks they can compete.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Miami Dolphins, I'm looking
0: at you. The Cowboys are already in no, the mix. No, they're not. No, they're not. For this, I've already heard Stafford, that. Stafford, no, Chris said. Uh, no, they're not. Before.
1: I've heard that. I've seen that rumor. It's not true. The, Cal- the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys next year will be Dak That's Prescott, right. and he's going to make way more fucking money than you ever thought he would. <laughs> yep. that, you're going to see that contract and go, holy jeebus. Does he have pictures of Jerry Jones doing things he shouldn't have done? Because it's going to be that big. Right. Uh, But I will say that the quarterback – one of the most intriguing things to me this year is that you could – and I went back and looked at this. You could have half the league with a new starting quarterback next year. And that is going to be really interesting. Yep. So fun. The number of teams that made the playoffs this year that won't make it next year is going to be
0: staggering. New Orleans Saints, looking right at you. Well, that's Denver quite centers. obvious. And actually, I think, I think that's they might be in play for somebody, but they're gonna. I mean, they're what? A, what was it? A hundred million dollars over the cap? Orleans, Ninety-five million dollars over yeah, the cap. Yeah, New
1: Orleans. This is one of those years that you just you have to take your medicine. I can see uh, them all apologies. To... It's gonna suck, yeah. and you know, there's not gonna be a whole lot of Houdet Nation <laughs> uh, left. <laughs> or who? Which one is it? Who who dat's that's New Orleans? Who day is Cincinnati? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. By the way, uh, come up with new slogans if you're good against them. <laughs> I should not have to do that. Like, fire those cannons! By golly! <laughs> I already hate that.
0: The greatest one, it. the best
1: one, is the best I still thing going to know, today. I want to know who did that graphic for you. I want <laughs> to know. I want to know who did that just to piss me off because I'm what? the only person in this room that knows how to do that. You know who did it? God. Oh, I knew. I knew that was going to be. Your <laughs> God oh. Almighty! I'm leaving Wednesday. <laughs> there. Speaking of that, uh, we still need somebody to fill my seat. Yep. Uh, for the two days that we're going to be gone. Uh, send all of your. I'll be. We'll be making a decision on this probably what Wednesday. Yes. Tomorrow Wednesday somewhere there we might decide tomorrow for Thursday and Should've. Wednesday for
0: Friday. Yeah, we should do that.
1: Uh, yeah, we probably plans, should. Do plans that. are nice. Yeah, or Tank's gonna be sitting here talking to one of my helmets like he's uh, <laughs> Tom Hanks in Castaway.
0: I get a cardboard cutout of Tom Brady and we'll just have a. If you put we'll a Tom a Brady look. in my suit, I, in my <laughs> seat, so help me God,
1: I'll put a hex on you. <laughs> oh. I will call a witch doctor and I will put a hex on you. If anything, Tom Brady is in this area, and I'll know. If you do it, I'll know. There will be a disturbance in the force, and I will know.
0: <laughs> Don't
1: you fuck with me. Like Vacation is my happy
0: time. Me being at a beach makes me much more pleasant. You realize there's no shot of this not happening now, right? You realize that there's no <laughs> shot of me
1: not calling one of my shrunken head New Orleans friends to put a hex on you. <laughs> I met them in New Orleans. We're friends. They don't, really? Mm-hmm. You met the voodoo man? Uh, or the I, shadow man? Uh, there's, more than, there's more than one. I will be honest with you. There's very few places in my life I've ever been that I went, holy shit, I need to get out of here immediately. Right. Yeah. The Superdome, top five. <laughs> top five most scared places I've ever been in my life. Yeah. <laughs> if he puts a Tom Brady in my chair. I expect someone to tell me
0: what happens. Uh, what happens with Aaron Rodgers? How, he comes back how, to Green Bay. How, but but is there not a break at some point? Yeah. Will after next year? Okay. Well, but here's the thing: How tumultuous is that relationship of Matt Lafleur now? And it's is, gonna be bad. I, I don't think it will be. Aaron Rodgers is a pro at the end of the day. Yeah, he's like, not going to – I mean, tra- he's
1: not going to be some petulant little child. No,
0: he's not going to come out and talk shit about Matt Ford and all this, but I think behind closed doors there's a lot of these discussions being had. Here's the thing.
1: What does it cost to trade Aaron Rodgers? And, and let's take out the post-June 1 thing because it's not happening. Mm-hmm. There's so many open positions at quarterback. If you're going to move Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be in the middle of March when free agency hits. What does that cost Green Bay? Take a puncher's guess at it. Forty million dollars. Thirty-one and a half. That's that's the dead money. Mm-hmm. They save five million, five and a half million against cap. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? I mean, it, it, it plus, by the way, this thing is
0: twenty-nine million dollars worth the salary cap. So that's not happening. I think that becomes a ten million dollar hit or something like that after next year, because he still got two years left or three years left on the four year contract. Mm-hmm. But after next year, I think the, the, the dead cap hit goes way down. It's still $15 million. Still. I mean, it's still
1: going to be difficult to deal with. But they at least have some space next year. Aaron Rodgers will be the starting quarterback at the Green Bay Packers next year. That's mm-hmm. where he's at.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, most of these things are not hard to figure out. This is one of the things that drives me crazy about the way sports is reported. Mm-hmm. Uh, any reporter with an IQ above salad dressing could have explained this and gone, I don't care how much you don't like Matt lavleur you're stuck here. You see your signature on the bottom of that piece of paper? Uh, Ears dugger. Yeah. Sorry about your luck. Yeah. You may very well be MVP. By the way, uh, MVP candidates. <laughs> oh no, wasn't a good weekend for them. I did that on purpose. MVP <laughs> candidates. Yeah, Josh Allen and uh, and Aaron Rodgers. Right. Not a good day to be you. Better be glad that's a regular season award. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I believe, I do declare, I believe the voting would have been a little different if we had sustained the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a hell of a weekend. You had uh, the Tar Heels beating NC State in basketball on Saturday. Obviously, uh, the Buccaneers winning yesterday. Chiefs win yesterday. I went 4-0 and on my picks, by the way. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> Florida State beat the holy hell out of Clemson. Yeah, that was that was. A I have good, one team. By God, That was a pretty good watershed. We're not moment. blue
1: bloods. We're new
0: bloods. Saturday night didn't uh, go all that well for Connor McGregor, <laughs> so it kind of made me feel bad. Yeah, we need um, to end the
1: show. Uh, we need to end the show talking about that.
0: Well, I don't know. I was thinking we would uh, we would save that for the afternoon show and let's nope. talk about Coach K. Uh, no, we'll talk about Coach K.
1: Look, look this is uh, not the original show. That one is. Ah, okay. uh, a lot no, of I people outside you. of North Carolina don't I give a rat's ass okay. about Ratface. So, all right, all right. Yeah, we'll I talk about them, rat face
0: them. coming up, but uh, that was kind of where I was going on that path. And Duke <laughs> lost. And Coach K lost his shit on a student reporter. Yes! It's been a frigging great weekend. <laughs> Minus Tom Brady being in the Super Bowl, it went pretty nicely for but, me, too. But let's do, uh, the, let's do the sad part. Uh, yeah. Jeremy wants to talk about Conor McGregor. It's over. It's
1: over. It's
0: over. It's over. It's, it's over. not over. It's over. It All right, you tell me the solution. of
1: How do you get back to your perch? What what do you do? You fight. You fight who? And you fight a lot. You fight who? You fight whoever they will get Mm -hmm. you. And here's the thing. There's not a guy left on the card that's going to move the needle. There's not. You've now fought Poirier twice. Mm -hmm. We're done with that. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, the trilogy fight. Well, here's the thing. These two fights combined have gone uh, one full round and like three minutes. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you're going to get a whole lot of push for the trilogy fight. You're just not. Right. And then you look at the rest. I mean, hell, when Khabib Nurmagomedov's coming out and saying, neither one of these guys are in my class, and Dana White agreed with it to such a point that he repeated it. That should tell you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm.
0: Khabib Nurmagomedov
1: is not coming back to fight either one of these two guys.
0: So Conor McGregor, true or false, will fight for the title again? False. False. Never. Never. Okay.
1: Here's the thing. You look at the rankings as they sit right now. Do you realize where Conor McGregor's going to fall to? No. He'll be lucky to be in the top nine. Okay. Damn. Because he's going to fall behind Michael Chandler, mm-hmm. who was incredibly impressive. He was awesome. Uh, that's a name that you should put in the back of your head and remember for a while, because that guy is really, really good.
0: Yeah, the two-time champion and other, uh, what do they call him? Bellator. Yeah, but wasn't he, a, he was a champion in like Strikeforce. Force too. Yeah, he was, he's been in both. Yeah, I can't, I, I don't know what the word is for those entities, but uh, two other. Shitty other promotions. Two promotions, that's what I was looking for. He was a champion in two other promotions and his UFC debut went couldn't have gone better.
1: So here's my, I totally agree, <laughs> right. but here's my thing with, with uh, uh, Conor McGregor. All right, so Michael Chandler, that would be a fight that people like me that are really into the fight game, I would be all about it. Mm-hmm. One problem. I think Michael Chandler beat the hell out of him. Mm -hmm. That's one. Two, why would he fight him? He doesn't need to fight him. He needs to beat somebody ahead of him. Because his ultimate goal is to get to Khabib Nurmagomedov. Mm -hmm. Which is why, and just remember you heard this here first, uh, I think the next fight for Michael Chandler is with Justin Gagey. Mm -hmm. And the winner gets Khabib Nurmagomedov. I understand he subbed him. It, It doesn't matter. There's nobody else to fight him. He has made it perfectly clear he does not believe in Dustin Poirier, and he's not coming back to fight him. Right. So you're going to have to build somebody, and Dana White is a master of this. you got one guy that but has the potential you... to be built into somebody that Khabib would
0: see as an equal, mm-hmm. and it's Michael Chandler. That's it. But um, don't you have to have Chandler fight Poirier at this point? Not necessarily. I mean, he's the interim champ, right? No, that wasn't a... Championship fight. Well, I mean, well, he's claiming he is. Yeah, well, I mean, claim whatever you want to. <laughs> I can claim I'm a pretty pretty princess. It doesn't mean that I am. You're so a big
1: goddamn princess. You damn right. <laughs> I, am. Uh, I mean, I can see that. Yeah. I just, I just don't see. I just don't see the path. You know, with with Poria, if so, here's the. I'm trying to think of the words to explain what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Michael Chandler is now the sustainable potential star. If he loses to Poirier, that dies. I gave you this example before the show. Right. When Jorge Masvidal had all the heat, you couldn't watch an MMA show without hearing about Jorge Masvidal. Right. How many times have you heard his name since? Not once. That's what happens in the fight game. You get momentum, you catch a lightning in a bottle once. Michael Chandler just so happened to be an undercard fight on a very bought pay per view, mm-hmm. so you're going to hear the 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 fanning the flames for him. You don't waste that against Dustin Poirier, who by the way already beats him. Now what? Khabib's still not going to see him as an equal. He's he's made that too clear. And Dana White has no hand because mm-hmm. uh, Khabib can just sit at home. So if you're wanting if you're wanting to have Khabib come back, which would be a huge money fight. You're going to have to build somebody to fight him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you put Gagey out there, who is still, to me, the second best fighter in this division. I I understand that the only guy to beat him recently is Khabib Nurmagomedov, which I don't really hold that against you. Mm -hmm. Arguably one of the, arguably top five greatest MMA fighters ever. So you're going to have to build somebody. It's not going to be Connor. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think at this point Connor could sprout wings and Khabib Nurmagomedov would not be impressed.
0: (laughs) You're probably right about that. I mean, it's
1: just it's just weird. It's the way the fight game works. Am I saying it should be that way? No. You know, Patrick Holt said in the in the, in the comments, if if Connor's leg hadn't given out, he'd have won the fight. Here's the thing. That was Poirier's whole intention. Yep. He worked that leg for the first round and knew eventually I'm gonna catch you and you're not gonna be able to it's very hard to throw with, to, to throw haymakers without a lead foot. Mm-hmm. And then and that's exactly what happened. Once he figured out that foot was gone, now I don't have to worry about you hitting me. So now I can come in and you're gonna I mean, you'll give me these little powder puff shots because you can't lean into it, Mm -hmm. which means I can come through and rock you, which is exactly what he did. The problem with Connor is it's way too easy to isolate him Mm -hmm. because he does not want to battle on the ground with you. He just doesn't. Mm -hmm. Khabib showed that. I mean, now granted, Khabib's one of the greatest grapplers in the history of MMA. On the ground, he is borderline unbeatable. I get that. Connor is a a slinger. Mm -hmm. He's trying to knock you out. Because he's had a very strong chin for a long time, he's absorbed a lot of blows. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. He didn't this time. And I said said this one other time. There's one other fight in the history of my life that I've ever looked at the way I walked away from that Conor McGregor fight. And it was when uh, Keith Jardine just worked Chuck Liddell. And I looked at everybody watching that fight with me, and I said, Chuck Liddell will never be the same. Because now the book's out on how to beat him.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. You know, Khabib beat Conor in a way that a lot couldn't. He couldn't. It, it, you, you, there are not a lot of guys that can get you on the ground and just squeeze you like a rattlesnake. Right. That's what Khabib does. Yep. Now, every half-ass you know, striker looks at it and goes, I know how to beat Conor McGregor now. Mm-hmm. So do I think he keeps fighting? Yes. The answer your long, very long answer. Right. Uh, do I think he's fighting? Yes. I think he will fight several more times. Do I think he ever gets another title shot? No. no. And I think he's going to lose to several people that he shouldn't. And then Dana White will do what he's done with every other fighter and not let them damage their brand to the point of their unusable downline. Just move on.
0: Yep. Right, just move on from him. I can definitely see Conor getting another shot at the title after Khabib's done. After Khabib comes back, whoever it's going to be with Michael Chandler or whoever they set him up with next time, because uh, I think he will come back. He will go to 30-0, and and then he'll be done. And there, then, a lot, there are a lot and, of people in the way of that. But that's two years away. That's two years away for Conor McGregor. And in that meantime, he would then be 35 I, years old. He's 32
1: Three. now? He's 33 now. He's
0: 33 now? Mm-hmm. He's okay. not much older
1: than I am. Or he's okay. not much younger than I
0: am. Yeah. Yeah. I think he probably will fight for another title, but, it's, but I don't think he'll ever win one. I, really
1: don't. I don't agree. I don't, no. think he ever,
0: I, I don't think he ever sees the opportunity in another one.
1: Mm-hmm. So. So I think he's
0: still going to be the, the hottest selling thing that they have. He'll sell no when matter who he fights. So that's
1: the beauty of Conor mm-hmm. McGregor is that as long as he's on the fight card, yep. it will sell. The problem is that you lose two or three times in a row and that stops happening.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I can give you ten examples of it. Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell, uh, Randy Couture. Right. Uh, there are a lot of guys that were legends in this sport and then when it, when it When it leaves you, it leaves you aggressively.
0: All right, we'll talk more about it uh, coming up on the ESPN Asheville show this afternoon at 3 p.m. ESPN Asheville on the iHeartRadio app or locally 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. We'll talk more about UFC. I'll let Jeremy give his uh, critique of Herb Dean's performance uh, through. It was a lot better when I
1: sobered up and watched it with with not
0: Bud Light eyes. Well, you had wicked weed beer eyes. You also had an issue with the first stoppage uh, that he had of the night. I
1: also don't particularly like. I mean, I I I understand Herb Dean's a very good official, and I I I get that. Yeah, Uh, I think he stops fights a little quickly.
0: Okay, so we'll talk about that, uh, all the ancillary stuff around UFC 257 as well. More on the uh, Super Bowl matchup, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Coach K being an asshole to a student. God, it still makes me feel good, all warm and fuzzy inside, just to know, you know, I hate Duke, and they never make it hard. To stay on that side. Nope. I love it so much. Join us this afternoon on ESPN Asheville. Be sure to like, share, and follow the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. Once again, we're live from the Wicked Weed studio, wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. Yeah. We'll see you this afternoon.